All right, all right. What's going on, Connie? What up, Frankie? It's good Everything to be here, man. Love, man. Yo, let me introduce this to start it off. Uh, this is the Frankie Needles uh, NFT Experience. Uh, this is a podcast I'm starting and uh, just going back and reconnecting with all the early adopters in the NFT space. And one of the earliest adopters is Connie Digital. And I'm super happy to have you on the show, my man. What's good with you? It's good, bro. Happy to be here. Um, I love what you're doing, retracing and bringing back some of the OGs to have a conversation. So shout out to you for enabling this platform. Word. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's an interesting time to talk. Right, exactly. I mean, you know, a lot of people are in their emotions about it. And I think I, I've been saying since day one is, you know, you don't you don't put your emotions in your money. You know what I'm saying? Like cut I that like out. That. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I feel like all the early guys, we've been through a couple cycles. There's no big deal. You can you know either go to work or take some time off, whatever you want to do. But you know, yeah, you know, there's no time for emotions. No time to be up in here, you know, crying about what didn't work. You know what I'm saying? If if you got this far, and it, and it all just didn't work, maybe you should just go to work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, I like that too. It's market cycles, right? It's right. that it's that that ebb and that flow, them them peaks and them valleys, right? And you got to go through the bear market to get to the next bull market. But it's like. What do you do at this time? Like, how do you take advantage of the the slowdown? Like, you got to double down on whatever you're doing, or take a break, or yeah. whatever it is. But you got to readjust because it's going to go back up, right? It but you got to be in position. What you believe in, you know what I'm saying? If you believe in yourself, if you believe in the, your your convictions, you're gonna be all right. You know what I mean? And you know when that comes to, when it comes to you, you know what I mean? I, I already know what you do. You know what I mean? when it comes to the music, is you know I've, I've been loving the music the whole time, you know, straight through. You know what I'm saying? Um, let's talk Appreciate about. You. Uh, Talk about your music and, and pretty much introduce yourself in however you want to be portrayed. Because I know everybody has their own thing in the NFT space. We've all been able to pretty much become our own selves. So we can really do whatever you like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what what, what do you uh, kind of go by as far as like your, you know, artist or, you know, NFT OG? What, what, what is it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a really good question. It's like, how do you define yourself? Right. And uh, to me... I like the term red, uh, renaissance man. Okay. I've never actually said that before, but that's kind of how I feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I do the music, like you said, but I also create visual art. I'm also a writer, mm-hmm. like published in Gary V's uh, 137 PM blog and right, crypto. Right. Talk, uh, talk to him. Yeah, crypto <laughs> news, uh, Cointelegraph. So I'm a writer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also a designer. Like if you check out my website, I, I did that. I did the whole layout and, and all that shit. So. I do a lot of different things. So like, I don't like putting myself in a particular box to make it simple. I'll just say artist Cause that kind of encapsulates a lot of what I do. Right. It's all art at the end of the day. So, yeah. so yeah, man, I've been in the whole crypto world though, since 2013. So it's almost been a decade and uh, I've seen a lot of shit, a lot of shit. <laughs> like I know a lot of people watching coming in are, are like NFT based and stuff like that, but I've been around long before that long before Ethereum, like before mm-hmm. Ethereum was even created. Right. So I've seen a lot, and uh, but this feels the NFT space just feels different. It's the culture, it's right. it's it's the energy, um, it's the creativity behind the, the the technology. What can be could be boring and sometimes hard to understand, but when you put the art and the music and the creativity and the visuals on top of the tokens, that's that's where you get the culture from. So exactly, it's dope. Exactly. So, with that being said. Where did it start for you with NFTs? Because I know you go way further back, but when it comes to NFTs, when where did it start for you? And I just want to give a picture to the younger generation that doesn't even probably, a lot of them, you know, 
they're into the 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 flash in the pan type stuff. You know what I'm saying? You know, so mm-hmm. when it started for you, where, where 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 were you in your life? You know what I'm saying? Wow, that's where was I in my life? That's a good question. So this was uh, 2017, because that's when Crypto Kitties launched, and mm-hmm. actually I still have some Generation Zero Crypto Kitties um, that I still hold today. History but right there, you know what I'm saying? If people don't know that the Crypto Kitties was really the first thing to pop off, and if you, you know, if you were involved in the beginning, a lot of these people became. You know, that, this is where a lot of the early, early guys came from. The, the whales you guys speak of, they, they, a lot of them, you know, crypto kitty money. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Nah, crypto kitties was the wave, bro. It was, right. it clogged Ethereum. It shut the shit down. Like mm-hmm. transaction costs was going up, the gas fees and stuff. And uh, it was really a moment. And, uh, you know, the people behind Dapper, Dapper Lab, shout out to them. They actually invented the ERC-721 standard that so many people use today. Like that was them who came up with that, right? With CryptoKitties. So mm-hmm. there's so much history behind that. But at the time in life, man, I was, uh, I was working with a marketing agency and um, I, I was kind of like, I had my foot in and out because they were trying to like market ICOs and stuff at the time. And a lot of that shit felt like scams and weird shit. So like right. I was I was in and out. I was just trying to find myself. Um, I think I had just moved into a new apartment at that time, too. So like a lot of shit was like in flux. Okay. Um, but yeah, man, like that's how I got introduced to it. Crypto Kitties. Nice. Yep. Nice, man. And that's so long ago, like I said, 2017. And at that time, I feel like no one was that big of a believer in the, in the process. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the wave would have been the wave, but... A lot of people in the, especially in the regular world, but even the crypto world, you talking about guys, you know, in, in the just early crypto days, those guys wasn't believers in an NFT technology being like the next big thing. You know what I mean? They were trying to get on, like you saying, the ICOs, you know, all that stuff was of the time, you know, and everybody does what's of the time. But what ends up happening is unforeseen things happen. And, and, and you know, if you don't, you know, if you're not up with that, then you might miss out on you know, the, the real next big thing, you know what I mean? Big facts. There's so much happening now too, right? It's like, what is the next NFT or the next ICO? What's that next boom look like in the, you know, two, three years from now, something like that, you know? Yeah. So something's always going on though. Exactly. You can expect you something. Current, you know what I mean? I really believe that music has a, has a real, like a lot of um, energy and potential around here. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm talking to a lot of people musically about this and that. Um, and and you're seeing the the how do you call it the energy behind that like a lot of the the fans want it the artists want it you know what I'm saying mm. so I feel like I'm not saying that I I'm calling that as the next big thing but mm-hmm. I do feel that there is got to be something to that you know what I'm saying there's got to be something to uh, like the musically what people are trying to bring forward in this space you know what I'm saying yeah I think. Uh... I think we saw a good taste of that last year, right? Mm-hmm. When we had the uh, the Metaverse Music Festival in Decentraland right, that right. you and I got to collaborate on. I think, right. like, yeah, that is crazy. And you you look at Travis Scott and he did that performance in Fortnite, right? Right, right. That I think that's the trajectory. Like, what's going on in Decentraland and possibly the other side when that actually launches, right? Mm-hmm. It's the idea of Metaverse music and having these events where people are present real time in a 3D environment where you can interact uh, through voice or through chat, listen to music, watch video. Like you've been doing this for the long, you know how it go. It's just, on, it's just on a bigger scale. You know what I mean? So yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, that's where it's going for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely, you know, I'm seeing that. Like I said, I, I like 
it's like little by little, I'm hearing artists talk about it, you know, that they want to do that. They want to get involved with a, a way for people to connect with their music in that kind of way. It's almost like being there, but it's a, there's, there's some levels of better and, you know, obviously you're not, the, the physical experience is not, nothing's ever going to beat that. You're not feeling the music in your chest is way different, you know, mm. but being able to be at a festival with people from all over the world, that's impossible in the physical. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so yeah. I feel like that's the reason why, let's say, metaverse music festivals and stuff like that have so much legs. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, yo, I can't be at a festival, you know, standing next to somebody in Japan, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and the physical. Now, again, there's nothing like standing there, being there and all that, you know, experiencing your favorite artists and all that. But man, it's something about being able to kind of kick it with people you would never be able to connect with or even know you wanted to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 I mean, I had this one experience uh, that kind of speaks to that. And it was inside uh, one of the Decentral, Decentral Game casinos. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I just happened to be talking with Tyler Winkleboss, right? Like, <laughs> this the billionaire of billionaires, like, right. you know, early investor facebook that whole thing and i was just like like this would never happen in the real world i mean it might nft nyc maybe but like you know i mean just the idea of being present with anyone in the world at that time is is Mm -hmm. wild Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's i mean uh that's i mean really how i met you i met you in decentraland years years ago you know and i just uh i was like you know i knew you were doing stuff i didn't know much about you and i remember you know uh just connecting i just reached out to you and I was like, hey, you know, at the time I was doing interviews as well. And I was like, hey man, like, you know, would you be willing to come talk with me? You know, and, and that was, again, I, I talk to people about the early days all the time when it comes to like how we were able to connect with people who, you know, um, we were able to connect with people who we may not have been able to in the regular world. Like a lot of the, you know, mm-hmm. the misfits of the early days were people like me, like I just, you know, didn't I, I I really couldn't get things going on in the regular business world. My personality, all that didn't really fit, you know? Mm-hmm. But people would speak to me in this world it, just if I knew stuff. And, you know, so I went and learned more and learned more, all right, you know, when I were talking, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like those things, you know, that that's how we got here. There's a lot of useful people, people with good, you know, sense and understanding and stuff that never really get a shot in the regular business world because they don't maybe fit the norms, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially you see that with the artists, you know, you got a lot of artists from different backgrounds and different everything and they're welcome. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now, that's really powerful what you said. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the Web3 space is a very interesting space because it is so early. Right. Mm -hmm. And I had these conversations a few times where people ask about building community and how they should approach even getting into the space. And I think uh, what you just said about learning. Right. Because the more you learn, the more you could teach, right? And the more you could teach, like those people, what I found is if you teach somebody something, like they're more likely to stay loyal to you, right? Because they they trust and they believe in what you're saying. You're guiding them, you're being a mentor. So like the more you could do that with your community, take them along the journey. If you learn something, teach it to them. Like that that's how you grow. And I think that's a, a great approach for anyone trying to like get deep into the space and build something, so. Right, right. Yeah, yeah man. So. As far as the music in the space now, do you do you follow any? Not that necessarily follow, follow, but you know, do you, do you keep your eyes on what people are doing? Like as far as you know, people making music about this stuff and things like that. And how do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, 
uh, I catch what I catch on Twitter, really. Right. Uh, if somebody is promoting a track, uh, NFT maybe on catalog or uh, OpenSea or sound, like, you know, music specifically, like, I'll click on it, I'll listen, I'll I'll just peruse catalog on a random day. Like, I, I try to keep abreast on, um, you know, what's going on. Um, you know, if I'm being completely honest, though, like, the music is the music. I don't really hear anybody speaking on certain it, it just sounds like shit i've all heard before like i i don't hear anything uh current about the time we're living in about like real time shit happening in the world like i don't really hear that mm-hmm. but um it just depends on the artist i guess so. yeah i think it's gonna you know that that comes with you know just like we talked about with uh when digital art first started it was like you know and i don't want to equate anybody's music to trash art but you know what i'm saying like you had the early adopters who might have, you know, may or may not have had all the like professional artistic background type thing, you know, and then eventually you had the Trevor Joneses of the world coming to work, you know, coming to play, you know. So I feel like, you know, the music's gonna do the same thing because I again I hear from real artists that want to make moves around here, you know what I'm saying? So I know it's on the way. I, you know, just it's how we're gonna get, not necessarily me personally, but how we're gonna get them in here, you know, as a, as a community. Mm-hmm. How are we going to invite them? How are we going to um, receive them? You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I remember one of my favorite, it was like, a, I know this is ridiculous, but it was like an aha moment when they came out with that Sorry Not Sorry song, Jay and Nas. And, mm. they, you know, they, they, uh, Nas was talking they about was, cryptocurrency. They was talking know? hella shit. They was yeah. flexing, boy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I felt like there's finally somebody really saying something like that. You know what I'm saying? Around here, you know? Because we was... I had moved into this crib. I was like, I don't even know if I can pay for this shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that song here, I was like, I can pay for this shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I fuck with it. <laughs> oh, that shit was funny, man. But it, for real, because it just felt like we were validated. It was like, you know, people with real money is really doing this. Like, we thought, but we, you know, you, you can't go in nobody's pockets and really see. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nas had that bar about Coinbase. Mm-hmm. I forget what he said. Something, something. Crypto, said, uh, basically cryptocurrency, Scarface, or something, or something like that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Nas. Shout out yeah. to Jay. For real. <laughs> yes, sir. They set it off, and then you know you got Jim Jones doing things around here too, and that's all that stuff is big for you. Know, you got to understand that you need the big artists too. You know what I'm saying? You know, you, when when you with the art world, you know when you have the, the bigger people come in, it's important, man. It's you know, the, not everybody's gonna have that many people following them. You know what I mean? And you had the normal people. I, I was out in the financial district out here and you see how they feel about it and they don't understand anything about this and they laugh at it because they're the the people who and I'm not gonna it is what it is but you know the people who watch kind of like regular TV every day you know they're taking that information that way and mm-hmm. they're not you know gonna be looking forward you know but when their favorite artist who's the you know the, the mainstream thing is saying hey this is what's popping now they believe. I know it, I, me and you were saying, oh, the information's there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're going to need somebody like their their mascot to say, hey, man, you know, this is what we're doing, you know? And then like, oh, yeah, 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 that is what we're doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. And, you know, you can't stop that. I mean, it's coming, right? Everybody is going to adopt this technology at some point to survive. Uh, but it's i think it's how it's done like how they enter the space mm-hmm. their approach if it feels or looks like a money grab versus a genuine sort of i want to learn i want to share i want to teach i want to grow i want to contribute you know what i mean shit like that mm-hmm. you could feel the difference right so 
And all that's but, gonna you play know, out. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel. Like they they're gonna when 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 they get in here, they either gonna be received well or not. And it's gonna help them or hurt them, you know? Yeah. And it's about how much energy you put into it, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't just look at this like, oh, I'm gonna throw you some some shit that's like not exclusive to to you know your community. You know what I'm saying? Like it should be mm-hmm. exclusive to the community. That's why that's how you you know get people the the respect and love from the from the community. And you need that because around here there's is a specific kind of people that's into this right now. Like in the future, maybe there's more, like the rest of the world or whatever. You know, but like, like right now you would need kind of like you know buzz from this community, even if you're a big artist and you already do things because. All, you got yeah. millions of followers. How many of them got um, excuse me? How many of them got MetaMask? You know what I mean, right. how many of them can you know? Like I was uh, approached with like you know doing some things on a platform that wasn't big already, and I was like, how? You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. now I got I got I got to like make your platform big before I can even do anything for myself here. I don't yes. know about that. You know what I mean? And not to say your platform doesn't work or whatever doesn't your doesn't do a ton of transactions or whatever. We're talking about a whole different chain. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. like that's cool that you got a chain, man. Right. But you, you know what I'm saying? But you need to, like, there's so much to it. Like, I've heard a lot about this, uh, like, you know, the, the normal conversation or maybe the water cooler conversation, like, oh, you know, Solana is going to break Ethereum. Or, you know, all these people, they say these crazy lines. Like, it's like a, it's a line. You know, like, mm-hmm. even if you could do all the things that you, that, that would be better for, you know, the, you know, for everything, you need to have proven that you can have, like Ethereum. What they got? Like I can't count right now, but let's say they got ten thousand projects built on Ethereum right now. You know mm-hmm. I mean? Like talking about other other you know uh, coins that have been built and 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 then you know the NFT world and stuff like that. At least yeah. ten thousand projects, probably. You know what I'm saying? The, you your coin, your blockchain needs to kind of do that first before you can say that you're about to do anything better than anybody. Facts. Facts. No, you're right. Like it it takes time. Like well, Ethereum launched in like 2015, right? So what's that? Seven years at this point? Mm -hmm. And we're still not even there yet. You know, Ethereum 2.0 is supposed to merge. The merge is supposed to happen, I think, this summer, like in August, right? So Ethereum is about to upgrade. But yeah, you're right. You have to have the users, you have to have the community, you have to have the projects. Ethereum has so many ERC-20 tokens, social tokens, governance tokens, utility tokens, this flavor, that flavor, you know, we got all types of stuff. And then you got Polygon as an L2 and Mm -hmm. Ethereum is like, it's hard to compete with at this point. Uh, But you know, something like a Solana, I mean, I'm not doubting it. It has a lot of money behind it, right? And it's dope for what it does. I mean, I use it, I have a phantom wallet, right? Mm -hmm. But it's just not there yet, but will it be? Quite possibly. So that's the opportunity right now. Like if you believe that it will be, that's the the opportunity. I feel like they've got to have their downs. You know, everybody like in the middle of a a bull run, you know, and I guess we might be, we could be toward the end of it, who knows? But I'm just saying like in the middle of a run up, Everything looks good, you know. What I mean, but you know, I, you know, if you do your history, you know, it used to be blue coin, red coin, all kind of thing like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. <laughs> you know, like it, it's got to have the time where where blue coin, red coin went away, and then Solana stayed. You know, or mm-hmm. where, you know, I'm, I'm just picking Solana, you know, TRX or whatever, whatever, any of these coins. You know what I'm saying? They, that they stay and that they and they then prove that they have long lasting people working on projects on you know on that chain. That you know. So that's how I yep. feel like you gotta you gotta show the um 
it's more than just the the price run up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got to weather the storm. I think that's what we're seeing, right? In in this current uh, early stages of this bear market, is people, you know, a lot of PFP projects are not. They not gonna make it, bro. <laughs> they not making it, right? So, it's funny because these spaces, man. I pop into a space from time to time and listen to what people are talking about, and I be blown away, man. I'm like, man, y'all be better served reading something. You know what I mean, or watching a video, even like, I mean, you know, anything, but sitting in this space, you know, chopping back and forth about which, which, you know, which PFP thing is better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it's just they, yeah. they had like. It's almost like the cool kid slang, like they, you know, and then they, I don't, not to me, but you know what I'm saying, like the PFP, like they kind of created all these different slangs, you know what I mean? That next mm-hmm. thing you know, when you when you're talking, and I, I used to like, I used to joke like a lot of rappers talking catchphrases, you know what I'm saying? And this is from before before NFT stuff. I'm just talking about, you know, I was in in the hip hop all all this time, so you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of rappers, you would catch them just like. Man, you know, you ain't saying nothing. You just saying the catchphrase after catchphrase that the catchphrase like, you know, you, there's no substance in what you're saying. And yeah. I feel like the PFP world has kind of a, a version of that. You know, like you know, they they've got their little slang words, and if they keep saying them, they're gonna get attention. That's what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But the reality is, there's people working in these backgrounds. You know what I mean? And, and if you know, if you're just trading and buying and trading and buying, that, that's not work. You know what I'm saying? There's somebody's gotta be coding. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the PF thing, PFP thing. I think it had its run. I think it's had its peak. Obviously mm-hmm. everything has crashed at this point. You know, some people, some projects are going to survive that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what really annoys me though, is like the lack of creativity behind it. Cause you go on open sea right now, you'll see something duck yacht club, this bear yacht club, this other derivative yacht club, like this shit is just lame to me. Like yeah. it's super lame at this point. Y'all gotta do better at <laughs> the creativity <laughs> part. Like right. what the fuck is going on? Right. They, you know, that's kind of like, uh, remember when they had the run up before and then there was like uh, some some iced tea company was like blockchain iced tea or something like that and their shit blew yeah, up. Yeah, they changed their name and shit. Yeah, it's yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? It's that and you know, I don't know. Is that's mm. what people do? That's what people. There's a lot of non-create creatives that. It's weird, and I go, go back to my experience in the financial district the other day because it's like I went and just experienced like what they're about. You know, what I mean? it's like that nobody's trying to reinvent the wheel over there. They just like doing what does. You know what I mean? Until it doesn't, mm-hmm. and then they'll just be like, "That's bad" because it didn't. <laughs> you know. What I mean? Yeah. Facts. <laughs> Hey man, look, everybody got to get in when they fit in. But like, right. one thing I will say for like longevity purposes, like being innovative will go a long way as an artist. Like just not doing the same shit over and over and over. It's cool if you have a style and people come to to learn about you and appreciate you for your style in that way. But like, you got to try new shit, try to be innovative. That's how you stand out. Like if you keep doing the same shit everybody else is doing, it's What's, I mean, you're going to get lost in the in the shuffle. Exactly. You got to bring something new to the table. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, really, really, uh, whether it's music, art, or whatever, you got to always bring something new. Like, I give it up when it comes to Bored Apes. They did bring something new to the table. It was like art, and it was kind of art in a PFP way. Because mm-hmm. I remember being approached by this, about this, and I'm like, I'm not, at the time I had bought a bunch of art, and I was just like, man, I ain't buying no more art. 
<laughs> that's just the way I felt at the time. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I was wrong, obviously, about the money. I, I didn't know that thing was going to blow up like that. You know what I'm saying? But then I had an experience in Miami. I met a board eight guy, and he was not an innovator. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he just, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna get into. It. I don't. I don't remember the kid's name, so it doesn't matter. But like, and we didn't really speak okay. that much. But I, I saw what he was about, and it was like, you're about being in Miami. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, yeah. there's there's more to this than trips to Miami, even though trips to Miami are fun. True. You know I mean? True. Yeah. It, it you know it really depends on the era or the year people get into crypto. Mm-hmm. Kind of shapes like how they interact with everybody and the technology. It's, it's very interesting. Like uh, coming in at the the height of the board apes and the PFPs, that sort of thing. I don't know. You have a different perspective than people who got in earlier than that. Right. It's just, it's different. Well, it's because, it's you know, I think I was talking, I forget it was Maddie or, but you know, the amount of things that changed on the open, like not, let's say open sea charts. Like if, you know, you go look at open sea charts and if you were to take that snapshot month after mm-hmm. month, after month, after month, It'd be like, and then just run it as a video, just like, like, you know what I mean? It wouldn't be things gradually moving up. And it'd be like, boop, whole new set of 10 that you never heard of. And then a whole new set of 10 you never heard of. A whole new set, and then maybe the one that stayed, you know, up there or whatever, you know what I mean? And even the number one would change after, you know, a couple not that long, you know? Yo, do you remember this? I could swear, like, right? I think Bored Apes might have changed this. I could be wrong. But before Bored Apes on OpenSea, it used to say average selling price for NFT. And then after Board Apes, it felt like it turned into floor price. Floor price. Right. Like, <laughs> I don't know if it was Board Apes or CryptoPunks that really got with that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. floor price. It started just because that was the conversation in Discords. You know, yeah. what's the floor price? What's the floor? These guys are buying up the floor, sweeping the floor. They're just <laughs> sweeping <laughs> the floor. <laughs> for real. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's the culture, man. Exactly. It's a, it's a, it, there is a level of culture there. And then there's some like, just like, you know, like I said, you know, in the middle of, of things running up and things going well, everybody's feeling good. You know what I'm saying? And everybody's mm-hmm. a whale. You know, made a couple of dollars, they reinvest in it, and now they're a whale. You know? But yeah. this stuff comes and goes, you know? Yep. That's sure. What, you know, I feel like people that don't understand the technology, they're going to find their way up out of here probably you know what i'm saying <laughs> the way to the exit yeah. until it until it's time because the thing is there's gonna be time i was thinking about this recently too uh, you know um about like let's say wearables in decentraland you know what i'm saying where there's gonna be time where they're like t-shirts where you're not expecting to resell a t-shirt mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i expecting to go on ebay like oh i, I got this rick flair t-shirt and now i'm you know I'm, I'm gonna sell it you know um uh, on ebay 10 years later for or whatever, even three months later for, you know, 60X or some, some ill shit, you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. nah, you're probably not, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think that there's gonna nah. be a time when people have it's NFTs true. in that same kind of vein. Like, yo, you pay $20 for an NFT, it does something, and I like that. Done. Yeah. It ain't, you know, of course, there's gonna be a bunch of historic shit, just like there's a, you know, I'm sure if you find, I don't know, the first Louis Vuitton shirt or something like that, that's, that's probably worth bread right now, you know what I'm saying? Right. But it ain't, everything ain't Louis Vuitton. True. You know what I mean? <laughs> True. Now you're right, man. I, I tend to agree with that. I think I think that's where where we head. You know, is it, it is that that flipping mentality though, that fucking hype beast sort of like um flipping sneakers but in a digital sense with these NFTs. Mm-hmm. Is there's that there's that side to it, it's, but it's like uh, the for the majority that, of people. Yeah, but that, what was that movie, The Big Short, like the housing run up when they were just selling 
You know, like this is sound like my mom bought a house during that, that run up. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I remember that. You know, everybody's getting a house. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like you live in a house now. Everybody lives in a house that they <laughs> own and stuff. They own like through some real shady, you know. I'm like, you know, I'm thinking, yeah. I remember thinking at the time, not nothing about my mom, but I'm like, how'd you get that house? Who we'll approved you for that? You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like you know, mm-hmm. it's just that's that was that was the time. That was, you know, that you had people out of control just trying to make money. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, you know, yep. I'm sure I don't. I wasn't around. I was, I don't remember anything about like the dot com boom. I was like a little younger. You know what I mean? Yeah, or, me too. Or even that, you know. But I bet there was people doing the same type things. You know what I mean? That you know. I'm sure. Ninety percent of the the dot com stuff was a scam. I mean, think about like, like let's say domain names. You know, mm. like they probably sold. Some of them probably sold for crazy money in the beginning, or speculation and stuff like that. Yeah. But then you know. I bet a lot of those domain names didn't do anything. You probably go to them and either they don't exist right now as web pages or any, you know, but, but somebody probably bought that for like a, a lot of money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I know a lot of them sold for a lot of money. Like sex.com was like million dollars plus multi millions. I forget exactly, but pets.com is a good example for the whole, the whole bust or whatever, but yeah, domain names as an asset class, even on right uh, Ethereum, like the .eth ENS names, I think people look at them in a similar sort of way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I that's that another interesting too because you know you have the ENS names, then you got unstoppable domain, and unstoppable yeah. you can almost put anything, any extension at the end of it, and you're like, and the unstoppable ones are you own them outright, whereas the ENS mm-hmm. name is like you got to do a subscription. I always I didn't get my ENS name forever because of the description thing, uh, the, the subscription thing. I was like, yeah, I don't just own it. I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? But I got yeah, I it. Like that part. I, like, I ain't going to let somebody else buy it. So I <laughs> bought it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to buy it for like the next 100 years or some shit. If you I, bought it. I bought it for 10. I think that was the longest I could get it for at the time. Okay. Yeah, I think that part's pretty whack. I wish they would change that. Because you're right. Unstoppable is you don't have to renew it. You know? I've been so. having my unstoppable domains just in my, in my wallet. And that was like one of those things where I did like... um. I did like Wheel of Fortune, or, you know, like real crazy ones like that, you know, just because I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think I did, um, what was it? it was like NASA JPL, J, you know, one of those like, you know, Jet Propulsion Lab things, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I just tried to grab ones that, you know, later on somebody would buy off me, but then they're just sitting there. I don't, you know, whatever. It'd probably be like that dude who sold voice one day, you know what I mean? Like, ah, Wheel of Fortune came and paid me up, you know what I'm saying? Thanks. <laughs> Funny though. Mm-hmm. So what do you see uh, us going now as far as like, especially with the music? Because I'm, I'm really interested, you know, when it, when it comes to the music, I know you're talking about like the festivals and stuff, you know what I'm saying? But like, I don't know, how are we going to get kind of like the regular masses? You know, like, you know what, what, is, what is that thing? You know, how do we NFT? And also, is it NFT music like with the, with actual music just on the NFT or would it be like, some other way like you know kind of like that's like the merchandising the nft you know what I mean? yeah i mean <clears throat> i'm not sure i'm not sure to be honest uh definitely don't have all the answers but i could tell you what i'm doing which i think is pretty <laughs> pretty innovative and pretty cool and hold up before uh, you even go there because i want to tell yeah. everybody connie did everything first y'all are, <laughs> y'all, y'all are, don't get it don't get it messed up go do your research he literally every, everything that you seen he did it first i, I guarantee you he tried it before hey. he tried. I nah, just want to go there before you even get into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, 
that's true. A lot of it is true. <laughs> a lot of it is true. But uh, that's just this part of the game. That's part of the game that I love is trying new shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so one thing that has me excited is the idea of generative projects, right? We've been talking about PFPs, but those are generative art projects, more specifically like generative music projects. So I know Async has announced uh, music blueprints. And if anybody knows anything about async, async is the first and only uh, programmable art uh, NFT marketplace, mm-hmm. right? So you, you definitely have to go do your research to understand what programmable NFTs and artwork looks like. I'm not going to take 10 minutes to do that right now, <laughs> but uh, I actually uh, shout out to async and, and the whole crew. I was actually a part of their launch uh, when they launched two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last year they launched music, programmable music. So I was a part of that as well. This year, they launched something called Blueprints, which is generative art projects, but now they're doing music. Uh, so I'm excited to experiment with that and what that looks like. Uh, you know, try to innovate around distribution and how you release a project, mm-hmm. right? Additions um, of music, uh, random uh, cover art, random songs, random versions of songs, you know, just you hit mint and you don't know what you're going to get. Right. Mm. But you create a blueprint where you kind of outline the parameters. Like it's going to be this song, this song, and that song, this cover art, that cover art, this cover art, this special thing, that special thing. So you get the program, how you want it to uh, potentially look. And then when they hit mint, they get what they get. And it creates collectability within the music. Cause maybe when I hit mint, I get a song. I think the song is cool. I like it, but you, you hit mint and you got a different song. I like that one more. So maybe I want your song. Maybe we trade. Right. But then you can create other collectible elements within the artwork. And so it's, yeah. it, it's, so it's that, wild. As far as like, let's say you're making a song. Does the, does the, um, is it the lyrics that stay and then the music would change? Is that what we're talking about? Um, it well yes it could be yes or no it's really how you decide to approach it which is the cool part like you have the tools to do that if you wanted to do that or you could do something different uh if we talk about the programmable music that async launched last year what that was was um like i had three different beats and three different verses right and those were all interchangeable so one verse might lay on this beat one but also lay on beat three. And when you mint it, you get a randomized sort of, you know what I mean? Okay, okay. Combination. Okay. Uh, but but when you create it, you definitely want to create it where they all sound good together, which is kind of like the trick. Like you have mm-hmm. to record it, your cadence, your delivery has to match. Well, that was what you I was wanna... asking, because I, I you know do some rapping. And when I, when I write something, I write it to that beat. It should, like, yeah. to me, I mean, yeah, I could do it over another beat, but I would feel like, you know, I would be disrespecting the, 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 you're talking about the cadence and everything else, you know? So yeah. if I was to do that, I'd have to write to three beats at the same time, kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which <laughs> that's the, that's the challenging part. But yeah, that's the challenge accepted. It. I'll be ready in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's the fun part. So yeah, I, I see a future where, where fans collect, uh, provably, fair random versions of an artist's song and cover art and it creates collectability within the community because like i said maybe i want that version and you can have my version or maybe i want both maybe i want the whole collection maybe i go out on a mission to get all six songs or whatever it is right Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean sky's the limit but 
shout out to Async because they're building the tools to make all of this possible. So that's crazy. Yeah, I've always been a big fan of what they were doing. Like I, I had talked with uh, Michael Johnson a few uh, years ago. Maybe mm-hmm. that's crazy. Even think about that it was that long ago. But you know um, what he was doing with uh, in the beginning. That was his first project. What he did uh, with the boys and the and the door and the astronaut mm-hmm. on the other side of the door. And to, as they got older. It was like a new picture every time that you know, and they got closer to. And I believe that it's probably complete now. I'm not even sure, but they like became the astronaut, you know. And then now mm-hmm. he has like his other project, and I don't remember the name of it, but it's you know, a ver- it's basically like um, alluding to that project, to the original Acing project, you know. Yeah. Um, that was. I think really- it's Aku or something like that. Aku. Yeah. A- yep. Ku. Aku. Yeah. Aku. Uh, yeah, I can't remember that. I, I, Mm-hmm. I to look up right now, but um, yep. yeah, it, that I just felt like was a really great um, example of how to use async. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, that was what turned it like for me. That's what really kind of like I understood it after that. You know, I think yeah. for a while I didn't understand async, and that's why you know you gotta kind of go down your own rabbit holes. You know, you you know you're gonna find it at your own speed, and you were you were um, involved with the launch. I didn't know nothing about async until I talked to Micah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You really just, you got to take the initiative to go look at these things and, and learn about these things. And, you know, cause a lot of what I just said probably went over a lot of people's head. Like they probably have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, but you know, visuals help, like just take the the jump to go learn about some of this, some of the things and you'll get a better, you get a broader perspective, right? Like you'll see what's possible. That's the other thing, right? We have this new fucking technology, but Again, shit just seems basic. Like, yes, you could tokenize a song. Yes, you could tokenize a piece of art, a 3D model. Okay, we all can do that now. The technology exists to do that. But what else can we do? And with async, again, as an example, they made it so that if you hold the NFT, it's programmable. So you can like change the look of it. Like you can do different transactions to change the size of it, the orientation of it, the state of it. Like the token actually unlocks all these abilities versus just having like, you know, a static NFT or just an audio NFT. This is more dynamic. This is more creative, mm-hmm. you know. It's actually creative in the background and not on the front. Like a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff has been art or creativity right in the foreground. Like, oh, the, the picture is the art or, you know, the creativity is the music or whatever. Now you're talking about the creativity in the coding. Yeah. Right? So I think yeah. that's, that's great. As far as uh, when it, you know, and I'm surprised no one else is trying it. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they've been the only ones doing it forever. And it's not like a brand yeah. thing. It's not like something that no one else could do, you know? Right. Like there's OpenSea. Then there was like Rarible. And then there was like Looks Rare, whatever. You know, all these different platforms. They're not mm-hmm. doing nothing different, but there is market, you know, market share for them. You know, it right. seems as if like no one's even attempting what, what Async does, you know? Yeah. Which is a testament to what they're doing. Yeah, like exactly. Leaps and bounds ahead of people. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's possible to replicate them, but uh, for now, they're they're definitely the market leader with programmable mm-hmm. NFTs. So, yeah. yep. That's crazy. Yes, so what, sir. Uh, what, so um, I'm sorry. Now, when it comes to your project on Async, is that your newest thing that you got going on? Um, well, yeah, I, I've been working on it. Like, I don't know when it's actually going to launch or whatever. Like the shit that I'm talking about right now, uh, they haven't even launched the music blueprints yet. They're gearing up to launch. I've seen them send out some tweets. They got their launch partners. I think it's supposed to launch 
I think I seen somebody tweet they're launching on June the second their project, which is like next week, I guess. Yeah, that's soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but as far as me, um, I won't be participating in the launch, but hopefully sometime afterwards, I'll uh, I'll put out a project. Yeah, that sounds cool. And like I said, I think I might even go down that rabbit hole because that seems like a lot of fun. You know, almost like when in the beginning when you first started to say, I'm like, wait a minute, you know, because I don't I like to write to this beat. Then I was like what if you had that what if you had like the whole process of you know a couple different beats and then you know in the you could have beat one beat let's say three beats right mm -hmm. but what if then you know you had like a couple of different four bar sets you know where the beat can change now so now in the beginning of the second verse you know what i'm saying the, the mm -hmm. beat goes, or, or in the middle of the first verse or whatever the beat changes or something i mean right so now i'm like kind of like yeah even just mentally going down the rabbit hole i'm gonna have to go look it up and and this is what you mm -hmm. do, man. <laughs> you go look it up. You go do that research. You know, you go read yes. some stuff, you know, figure out how it works and then use it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's the process. Yeah, there's actually, a, um, in music theory, there's a concept called themes and variations. And uh, for anybody interested, just just look that up. It'll give you a good starting place on how to go about constructing uh, the music part of it to even write your lyrics on top of, right? Because at least for me, what I did in my process um, was that I had all the beats up front so that way i could write to all of them in a way where i knew sonically it all makes sense once it once it mints mm -hmm. i needed to have all the beats up front to begin with you know yeah so definitely. Yeah, mean, that's yeah. what i'm saying like why well, i always write to one beat but if let's say i had three beats five beats whatever it may be all the same bpm for this i would want it to be like that all the same bpm and then i could write over one during you know this part and one over that part then i think i would I, I'd, be, I'd be able to make that work you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and then it could be interchangeable but i'd have to have them all you know I, when yeah. I, that's my process of writing i don't know what everybody does you know i think there's a lot of uh i don't know smoke and mirrors around people's mm -hmm. writings you know what i mean like some people be like i don't even write you know or uh, yeah, i can write yeah. in 30 minutes or something you know i'm like listen man i don't do that but when i you know what i say is important <laughs> <laughs> hey no nah, i fuck with that i fuck with that because you're right though it almost became like the cool thing to say like oh i didn't write that or oh we did that shit in 30 minutes or like but if you want something to be great or the best that it could be it might take you longer than 30 minutes bro you might actually have to sit down and write that shit you ever listen to nas my nigga like nas writes his shit out like right what are y'all talking about <laughs> you know? the crazy shit um that nas talked about one time sitting with biggie and he's like He's writing this long, you know, he's been all night trying to write and he can't think of anything. And this happens to me a lot. You know what I'm saying? We don't, you can't, I just can't think of this thing. And Biggie come on like, he's like, hey, you know, I, I think this ain't really working out. We both don't got nothing. And Biggie spits the verse of the, t you know, because he writes it up here. It's that Brooklyn shit. Them dudes. You know, but <laughs> so, you know, mm -hmm. he, he writes it up there. And so he just kicked it and he's like, wow. You know, and, and that's what Nas felt like. He said, wow, like, I, that's a different level. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know what, too? You know, I th there's so many different variations, right? Because, like, I don't know how, what Big's process was, but, like, it is possible just to go into a booth and just freestyle a whole verse. But then that's one thing. That's, like, one take maybe, right? Mm -hmm. But then other people are just punching. Like, they'll spit a bar, mm -hmm. and then they'll stop, and they'll punch. They, they'll say something they don't like it they'll change it they'll punch and they that's just keep I, punching like until they got 16. guys that can really freestyle like that when i you know when sometimes i'm recording my friends or something 
I just I like to punch them. I like uh, let them let them punch and let them let them do their thing because they think of crazy stuff. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I always felt this about freestyling. We're just getting into hip hop stuff, but like, you know what I'm saying? I've always felt this about freestyling. It was like freestyling to me is like shooting the shit, which is cool. You know what I'm saying? And you know, you say some shit that's funny for the moment. Hey, that's funny. Hey, you know. What I mean? But mm-hmm. you know, to me, what I feel about rap that I love is that you can really write some shit that's this deep meaning. You can have metaphorical stuff that deep meaning and you have to really think about the person that you know it came from you know what i'm saying yeah you know and as far as like you know when it comes to like big and these guys like i always felt that they were constructing it up there i don't think they were really off the top going like they just thought of it five seconds ago you know what i mean it's more like they're constructing it boom 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 it's just like we write but they're just not using the paper you know yeah that's yeah. how i felt about that i i don't know i'm not 100 percent. biggie's not around no more just to say that you know what i mean it just seems mm-hmm. like that's kind of like Jay's process, and that's like the, what they talk about. You know, it kind of came from this culture of you know being downstairs, and you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like I, I got a lot of friends from Brooklyn, and you know, there is like a you, you on pointness all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, there's like no you know there's no time for for slacking, lacking anything, anything. You know, everybody's up on your case all the time. You know, and, and it makes you tough, makes you you know mentally like come with it all every single second, every day. You know. Yeah. No, what you just explained, bro, is the art, the art of songwriting, like similes and metaphors and double entendres mm-hmm. and like how many syllables can you piece up? Like there's an art to writing and then there's also an art to delivering and performing the shit. Right. But like, I don't know, bro, like the bar, I think musically the bar has been set so low at this point that people forget. <laughs> people forget you know what, what I always like felt about, about when it comes to hip hop and that that topic right there when cannabis and eminem came out we had now that's like 98 time or whatever you know i don't remember the exact year but let's let's call it 98 mm-hmm. it's like they broke the system it was like people that are no longer trying to get good at rapping no more they were like mm-hmm. they broke it these guys are doing shit that you know 20 years ahead of their time so mm-hmm. everybody started to come with like I do flow. Flow is my biggest thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like you, because you, you got the guy breaking the breaking the whole. You know, there's no more competition. These two guys are like this. You know what I'm saying? Like up there. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you have you know, and not to say there was no other rappers and that those end up being the best rappers. You know what I'm saying? In my book, they weren't. But at the time, it just felt like other rappers started quitting on it. Like, nah, man, I ain't lyrical no more. Man, I do flows. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, start singing and shit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now I feel you. And all that shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't take anything away from him. He he does what he does masterfully. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I can see people being intimidated by that level of skill. Yeah. I yeah. really felt that that really what happened, you know, but I don't know. I mean, people got back to it. Certain, certain rappers got back to it and stuff, but definitely, like, it felt like for a time that there were, you had, uh, yeah, people quitting on it, you know, quitting on it. Like, man, if I'm gonna make money around here, man, I better do something else. You know, mm-hmm. you know, that's true. You got to have true. how do you call it? Like, uh, confidence in what you do, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's how I feel about that. Like, I I wasn't even rapping back then. I wasn't even writing stuff back then or nothing like that. So I couldn't even you know talk about from personal experience what it was like on the scene with other rappers and nothing like that. But it that's mm-hmm. what it felt like. I was DJing at the time, and it just felt like a lot of people gave up and started doing other shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, ah, that's what happens when, when something that good happens, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like yeah. you're going you're gonna to see a lot of that around here, you know, oh, 
you know, this NFT project hit it. You know, they hit the nail on the head. And then everybody's like, oh, yeah. I do this then. You know what I'm saying? And this is going to be their new thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, you're right. We'll see. <laughs> um, but no, I, I do feel that because some, some people, sometimes you set the bar so high that people feel like they have to live up to that. But it's really just about being yourself, the best version of yourself. Like, that's all you could do. You know what I mean? Put the time and effort into your craft and actually take it seriously. Like, that's it. Like, you ain't got to be better than nobody. Just be the best you. That is that that right there, a lot of MCs need to understand that. Like, it ain't really, I mean, we all being competitive, yes. Like, you know, because you want to, you know, you want to have a, a competitive nature in this thing. But being the best is such a relative thing. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, we can't all just say this artist or that artist is the best. You know, because, and that's for me, learning that over, you know, years and years of experience, really having these conversations about the best, you know what I'm saying? There was a time when, when that's, I mean, I was DJing. That was like all I talked about, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, who's the best at this? Who's I, I got this person. And people making their little lists and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Top but, five. Yeah, but your list is relative to, it's just like life. It's, re- it's relative to your environment. It's relative to who you are, you know? Yeah. There's rappers, let's just, I'll get into that. I didn't like Pac. Just wasn't my flavor. I don't like yay. Just ain't my flavor. They weren't my flavor of people. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have hung out with them. So I don't, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna really like their music. I feel like a hypocrite. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that's it's like again, it's all relative to you know. To for instance, like I don't know if you want to get into it. Who, who do you look at as like like great rappers? You know what I mean? Let's say just I'm not saying like a list. Just a, who do you look at as great rappers? Nas, I think Nas, Nas is right up there. Jadakiss, uh, I actually appreciate Lil Wayne for his longevity and just how he's reinvented himself numerous yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 See, I like, and my thing, I like Jay, I like Raekwon, you know what I'm saying? I like uh, Jada as well, Jada's one of my, you know, the whole locks is really, you know, but I like Uncle Murder a lot. You know what I'm saying? I like mm-hmm. Joel Ortiz a lot. I think that these guys have like real high quality things that, you know, that I take from them, you know, and, and understand about the way I do things now. You know what I'm saying? So I, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I just think that when it comes to music, it's relative to how you are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, that's very true. Very true. That was just a short okay. example. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like, you know, you're not going to tell me who's the best or what's the best. And I don't go for just music. That's for everything. Like, a lot of people are trying to be the best at everything. You know what I mean? But like, how much energy are you going to spend trying to be the best? Because what happens is, like, you're going to be always chasing the best, you know, like, how do you call that? Um, like, you're trying to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, you know, this guy gets a, a watch this big, and now I got the watch this big, you know, the whole, I got <laughs> you know, like, like when, uh, when Ghost came with the, with the, with, when everybody was doing the jewelry, and Ghost mm-hmm. was like, ah, right, we doing jewelry? He went and got the, the sun plate, <laughs> and he got the arm, like, thing, and, you know, the, the eagle arm thing, like, Come on, man! Like you know, where? How far do we go? You know what I mean? Nah, nah, mm-hmm. I, hey, I love that. I wish he was still rocking that. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> that shit was hard. But I'm just <laughs> saying, like you know, that's what I mean about being the best. Like, what, like where are we going with that? At some point, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. I think a lot of people equate it to sales, though. Sales numbers, even in this space, in the NFT oh, space, man. it's like yeah, that's the biggest. Bro, because they, they want to put it in a in a uh, like a quantifiable like thing, you know what I'm saying? Like oh, and that was always my thing when people talking about like 
numbers at the time, like, you know, early in the days, we're talking about um, record sales, you know, oh, this person went platinum. And it's like, you can trick somebody into buying your shit, dog. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or you could just buy a bunch yourself, but nobody knows it was you. And that's part of the trick, though, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, you trick them because they're like, oh, well, 500,000 people, but I'm like, this dude bought 250 of himself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He got yeah. just a stack of CDs, a whole whole room. Like, you know, there's like drug dealers. They got the whole room full of bricks. This dude got a whole room full of his own CDs. You know what I mean? Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, bro, he believed in himself, bro. He sure did. <laughs> you want everybody to have a free one. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> that shit's funny. It's yeah. true, though. <laughs> that is funny, too. I don't know how many rappers you be around, but when you're around rappers, you you see what it is. You know, sometimes it's it's a show, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes it's a legit show. Not to say in every... And I, I'm not going... There's a lot of real rappers that still put on a show, man. You know what I mean? I'm not saying um, dudes aren't street and all this other shit. Like, you know, dudes getting their emotions about that. Like, what you trying to say about me? You know what I mean? <laughs> it ain't all that. I'm just... There, there's an element of... It's a show. I remember speaking with... um, um I believe he passed away now. Um, oh, man, I forget his name. Wow. And I don't want to disrespect. Mm-hmm. Just tell me the story. What happened? Yeah, I know. I was speaking to a legendary rapper, and I can't remember. I, I'm sorry, he passed away, and I cannot remember. I'm not going to describe him in any kind of way. So, I was talking to a legendary rapper who was involved with, um, oh, the, the Ghetto Boys. You know what I'm saying? He was, okay. he was in the Ghetto Boys. It was um, the Dwarf. Bushwick. Bushwick yeah. Bill. Thank you. Right, so I'm yeah, talking yeah. with Bushwick one day, and he's talking about the way they made the Chronic. And it was like a team effort. It wasn't like nobody had no ego. It was like if bars came from over here, then bars, put them put them on the table. I'm going to rap those bars. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There was no ego. It was all part of the show. Because when they got to when they got to the, you know, to the show, now the full project, it was Dr. Dre's vision, was on display. You know what I'm saying? And he had come up with this vision. All right, if y'all can execute this vision, we're going to be big. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's what he was explaining to me. He said it was it didn't matter what was coming from where. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I like that. Yeah. I like that. that um, what, you just got to put the pieces together. Changed my perspective on the, on the game. You know what I'm saying? Because you're like, wow, yo, like these. You know, some. You know, you think it's this. You know, we all chasing the best. You know, because that. You know, during that time I was rapping, I was writing, and yeah, I was trying to have the you know the best or whatever. You know, he's like, you know, he's like, you don't understand about how a lot of this shit is a show. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, if if I take bars from somebody, but I got a name, why wouldn't I take bars from somebody? Because I got a name. I got to keep music coming out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't I, like I, that shit. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, mean, it's not my no, style. I get it's it. not me, but, you know. I get it if I'm on a team and, like, we're working on something together, but just random, like, taking something from a random person. Like, I'm sure that shit happens all the time. Like Not my style. My, my point is, it it does happen all the time and much more than you would believe because these people got to keep up their business. You know what I'm saying? And keep up their thing. So you might look at somebody like, this is the best rapper. But how many how many times he took bars from people? You know what I mean? You really don't even know about that. You know, or, or, you know how much of that is a show? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And not every rapper is. And some of them are really, really. You know what I mean? You know, like I hang out with, you know, um, some people like, you know, that are established and I'm not gonna get into all that, but like, you know, I hang out with some people that are established. They really, really, the people I be around is really, really, but it took a while to find that, man. I hung out with a lot of weird 
rappers <laughs> for a while, man. You know what I'm saying? They had like a lot of non-really, really things going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, you got to understand it's show, when like it's the said. show. Yeah, yeah. And when it's not, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's all part of the game. Yeah. It's yeah. all good, though. I really, you know, I really think that uh, when it comes to music, you got to tell your story. That's what I always say, the most genuine thing. Like, I remember I always, you know, used to DJ for another rapper back in the day. And I remember him coming to me about something. I forgot. And I was like, son, you got to tell your story. They care. You know what I'm saying? They give up. They give a fuck about your your story, dog. And but you gotta go and tell it. You can't be telling them all this other stuff because you're lyrically on another level. So you're gonna, you know, bury somebody under the concrete under your feet. Da, 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 you know, all that. Like tell them mm-hmm. your real story. You know what I'm saying? And he started doing that shit, and his shit started doing even better because it wasn't doing bad before that. You know what I mean? And I don't know. If he took it from me. I don't know, man. This is so many years ago. I don't, I don't know if it, that was the conversation that tipped it. You know, whatever. But mm-hmm. You know, when that started happening, man, it was a different level. You know what I'm saying? Because people, yeah. they can feel that. They can feel that you're coming from a, a space of this is really me. You know what I'm saying? This is, you know, you know, this yeah. is you're getting a portrait of my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's that level of uh, like just being vulnerable. You know what I mean? Like just being willing to be open and and putting yourself out there. Like that shit. You got to be courageous to do that shit. A lot of times, like to to put your story out there to be vulnerable and honest and open like that you got to be mature to a certain point you know what i mean like and you know sometimes people just don't want to do that they rather just turn up and you know ain't nothing wrong with that but yeah yeah with the most as far as me when it comes to music with the most substances yeah i I should come away from that being like i kind of know this guy you know what i'm saying you walk Mm -hmm. in and you would know then how to be if you met them let's say you know what i'm saying like I met um, Capadonna years ago, and you know, I'd already had like a a, a version of him that I that I you know expected. And yeah. With Cap, it was exactly that. You know? <laughs> it's like love it. You know? Like he's exactly the same person you hear on that on them songs, boy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love That's him. What's he's, up. he's amazing. You know I mean amazing dude. Shout out to Cap. You know? but yeah, mm-hmm. man. Uh, hey, bro. Now, nah, just real quick, just shout out to the whole Wu Tang. I think RZA in the NFT space, like, bro, the, again, talking about being an innovator and creative, like RZA in the mm-hmm. NFT space, Wu Tang in the, like, I seen Method Man do some shit or whatever, but mm-hmm. nah, like, like, it's all coming. I see, I, a, I think it's all coming. I, you know, if I, if I had to, if I had to guess, everybody's here. You know what I mean? They've got the, one of the best brands in mm-hmm. the history of brands. <laughs> I don't even talk about, you know, fuck hip hop at that point. Wu-Tang got mm-hmm. one of the best brands in the history of brands. You can throw that on up. You can throw that up. Everybody knows what you're talking about. It'd be little baby hey, from today. You like, bro, hold on. Oh, nah, nah. You can't even see. I got the nah, Wu right come on, man. You see what I'm saying? Well, I got, I got see what I'm Wu saying? <laughs> generations yeah. and generations. It's crazy. You know what I mean? It, you know, yeah. Um, Every time yeah, I'm around man. anybody from that from that family, there's a lot of family. Um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm always it's a respectful thing, man. Those guys really, really do it. You know? mm-hmm. you know, I definitely, uh, man, it's been a big thing to me. Uh, Buddha Monk is one of my like mentors in, in music. You know what I'm saying? Buddha Monk was with Dirty Bastard for years. You know what I mean? And um, man, I'm trying to tell you like that culture is real. They they really it's really like a family. It's not necessarily like music brand thing you know what i'm saying like i remember i met um one of the i met jimmy kang vice president wu-tang management you know what i mean 
and I was like talking to him. I used to do a night called Wu Tang Wednesday. This is how this all started. You know, mm-hmm. I was DJing. And so I was like, yo, come by that night, come hang out. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't even about nothing. And uh, and then I wanted to do like a bunch of Wu Tang Wednesdays all over or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm always kind of trying to do something. And mm-hmm. he was like, you're much better off just kind of like being around the family because we operate like a corporation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the W is a corporation. You know what I'm saying? And like mm-hmm. I, that's what I'm saying. It's the best brand in the history of brands. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they really, you know, they put it on. You know I mean, they, they made a lot of money for a lot of people. You know, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. In the NFT space, I would, it's like, they don't even need to be early. You know what I'm saying? In the NFT space, they can come on late. That's Because there's like McDonald's. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like McDonald's will be here eventually too, doing Happy Meal NFTs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, no question is happening, you know, because mm-hmm. you're gonna get like a, I don't know, let's say a Fortnite NFT and you have a meal. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I can see that. And that's what I'm saying. We gotta. There's gonna be a time when um, NFT don't equate to just straight value. You know what I'm saying? Because they there's gotta be a useful thing there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like um, I saw Maddie put up a video about. I don't know if you've seen his his. Uh, he's doing like a version of a metaverse. It's like, um, mm-hmm. but it's more like high end, qu- high quality graphics. Okay. So it's kind of like more like a video game. You know what I'm saying? Um, and they had a, a part where you, where you, you know, at the end of the quest, you get a curio card for real in the game. Hmm. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? That's the utility we talking about. That you know that if that might not be well, you know, maybe the first couple, you know, is they, you know, they're like historic and stuff. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, that's just gonna be the way things are. You know, and you own the asset that you won in the video game and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah, you could sell it to somebody outright and stuff, but you might not be selling it for 20x or some crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, yo, I'm just trying to get rid of this. You know, I don't play that game no more or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And you might sell it for cheaper yeah. than you than you bought it for just to get it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're not understanding that utility yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know a uh, couple things to that. Uh, OpenSea, they just released um, the Seaport. I guess contracts, these new contracts where basically like you could purchase an NFT, not just with fungible tokens like ETH, right? But also you can bundle your purchase with fungible and non-fungible tokens. So like if I wanted to buy a board ape, but I didn't have enough ETH, but I also have a doodle, I could spend the doodle and the ETH to get the board ape, right? So using your NFTs. So how did how as, would they how would they um like mark the value? Like how do you how do you say, oh, the value of the doodle is exactly this? Yeah, it might be the floor price. It might be the last selling price. I'm I'm not sure exactly. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that is possible. But then also too, Vitalik, recently he's been talking about non-transferable NFTs, right? And what that looks like. Like if your license or your diploma from college was an NFT that just stayed in your wallet and you can't transfer these okay. things. This is going back to my point. I forgot my point about Solana I wanted to say earlier. And it's, you know, mm-hmm. goes, it's not just Solana, about chains. That I always thought that once, you know, once I seen what you know, entities were and kind of had a better vision of it, I'm like, yo, wouldn't you see in the future, a future where like ETH is for house deeds, for things like that, your license, you know, hmm. th- things of important nature. And then you would play games on Solana or something else on the other one of Flow, Wax or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you would, you would, you know, there's a different use for, let's say, each chain. You know, and Andreas mm-hmm. Antonopoulos used to talk about like you know that you need you don't need a blockchain for that. You know what I'm saying? But 
you know, you do need a blockchain for something and some things need their own whole blockchain because you've seen, I mean, a simple thing like CryptoKitties break that break ETH at the time, you know, that, that might not happen today, but, you know, different different times. But even um, StonerCats did it and then this more recently the other side did it, you know, those should probably should have had their own, like, other side should have definitely made their own their own chain. I that, chain. That was yeah. nonsense because you had enough money, you know, so that's <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're, you're being greedy as their community tends to be. You know what I mean? Yes. But, you know what I mean? Um, as far as like, yeah, you would have a whole blockchain for, for a purpose. You know, like, oh, this is this is important, but not as important as your house deed and your, you know, whatever. Those kind of things would be the NFTs that are on the main chain. Like, let's call Ethereum the main chain. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the future I kind of yeah. see. But, you know, man, we'd have to go through, a, I feel like we'd have to go through a couple cycles before you see, like, you know, get these chains to say, oh yeah, this is for this and this is for this and people to mm-hmm. take to that and honestly, how wallets are going to look going forward too because you, I, I'm not trying to have a million versions of MetaMask which is what it is right now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a great opportunity. Like, I don't know if you ever used the Phantom wallet but I, I love that wallet. Like, I think it's dope. I got to take uh, a look at that, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like, what is the wallet space look like in five years from now. I always think about like Gmail, like the wallet should be like that. Like, it's like, it's like an inbox. So I always use like this reference when I'm talking to people, I say, you know, uh, web one was email. Web two is like the social DM, right? And web three is the wallet. Like, and so we need the wallet to to upgrade and feel and look different, I think. Web four, huh? Web four, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that shit, that shit's implanted inside you, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, so, man. I, I that that is the. I don't know. I hope that's not the the progression. You know, when we start to have all that. You know, me and Maddie were talking about on um, VR. You know what I mean, and then, like, what would the future of VR really look like? Because you can't. I told him, I'm like, I'm not wearing my laptop on my face, man. That thing's annoying. <laughs> you know I, mean? I have one. I have the stairs. I, I barely ever use it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The one thing I like about whatever, the VR, it's like I can have my, I can be upstairs and like be on my computer in my VR. That's, to me, is my favorite. You know, I can sit, like lay in my mm. bed and watch movies from, you know, from whatever, watch everything I got on my whole computer because I, you know, so whatever. But I'm just saying that thing is too big, you know, right now. Yeah. If it was glasses, or felt more like glasses, people mm-hmm. would be more into it. You know what I mean? But you got to be wearing this thing. You know what I mean? Oh, no. Apple about to change the game. Yeah. When when Apple Glass launches, mm-hmm. there'll be glasses. They won't be a big old headset. And that's I what imagine. I'm saying, I don't then know. Then it'd be, uh, what do you call it? Then it's like, <laughs> I hate to say it, but you're going to have rappers in the videos. They're wearing the glasses. You know what I mean? Because you know they're going to be the first ones. You know they're going to be the it's first It's like the Beats ones. headphones, bro. Yeah, you got to promote this shit. As <laughs> long as they get in the bag on the back end or the front end, hey. But I always just thought that, you know, when when glasses or VR, yeah, when VR becomes glasses, then they become cool. And then now you're going to have a lot of people with VR. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. in the meantime, you don't need a bunch of VR platforms, you know, because nobody's using it yet. You know, you can be the first platform, fine. You know, but there's already a bunch of platforms that exist. They're not going to stop. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. when the time comes, everybody goes to it. We were talking about uh, Decentraland not being VR and how it, it, it like made a lot of people butt her in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? That they were like, mm-hmm. like my VR, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Patience. But, <laughs> it's just, it was true. That's how it was, man. Dudes were flipping out about VR. 
oh, I got you know, this ain't VR, then it's not. But I felt that VR wasn't ready, and I still feel VR ain't ready. But again, if Apple does come out with these things, and then they they, they become a trend, forget about it. Everything gonna have to be VR, and that's no problem because it can be everything can be cha- every everything in the digital world can be adjusted. You know, it's just mm-hmm. coding in the background. Yeah, well said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing too is mobile, right? Speaking about the central land, like mm. that mobile app, I think that's another barrier to entry. You know, a lot of people are on their phones versus laptops, desktops. So yeah, like you need a mobile experience for some of these Web3 products as well, besides the wallet, you know? So like I should be able to go in my wallet and then go into the central land, right? Like it should just work like that mm-hmm. yeah. and I, I think that the, that's not even an issue I think really I mean when you come to Decentraland dudes just gotta get into DAO and, and set those DAO proposals up man you go look in those DAO proposals right now everybody wants to just benefit themselves you know what I mean mm. and it's like you know what, what needs to be done what needs to be done you know what I mean the, you know but maybe you know I could I guess I could go and make that proposal but you know what I mean I'm sure that I know they're working on it there's always that they're working on it you know what I mean but I'm saying like at some point, I think it has to be the community that steps forward and say, yo, if, if we want to progress to the next level, there should be a, a mobile app. You know, we should be able to use controllers on this thing, you know what mm. I mean, stuff like that. that it, regardless of what the ins and outs of it are, just make it happen, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yep. You got to put the pressure on them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a DAO, right? It's literally a DAO, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you know. That's what I love about Decentraland when it comes, you know, going back to you know my origins is Decentraland. You know what I mean? Um, it's like we've been running this DAO now for years. People talk about DAOing, whatever they you know, like we've been doing it for this amount of time. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, mm-hmm. proven, failed, whatever. All bunch of stuff has happened, and now you know it's it's not a well-oiled machine, but it's still working. You know what I mean? It's still that's how the decisions are being made and stuff like that. You know, funds are being allocated and stuff. You know what I mean? So I'm mm-hmm. saying like people need to understand that about that because there's other platforms that are going to be just basically run by the person who was making the stuff back then. Yeah. No, Hey, that's what you want. Is what you want. But I'm just saying like, I have a, I have a better feeling about a virtual world that's ran by multiple people in the real world from different places. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That feels like the way it should be mm-hmm. decentralized. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, when it comes to because yep. people people are gonna end up seeing because you know when let's say you have something fold who do you think is gonna burn off with the money right you know what I'm saying like you have a whole let's say a digital world fold yeah the guy at the top is gonna burn off with most of the money he's gonna know first mm-hmm. always folded you know what I mean? <laughs> we out of here on my way out you know what I'm saying <laughs> pack your bags bro pack your bags. <laughs> hey man, I mean, it is what it is. You got to understand this, understand what's going on in the background. You know, if you want to make these good decisions, I, hey, I, I, I am just as guilty of making terrible decisions out here. You know what I'm saying? But you mm-hmm. know, you better off when you do some research. Is all I'm saying. Facts. Trial by error. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, we pulling up on the hour, Kanye. I don't know if uh. I don't want to hold you for too long. You know what I'm saying? I've been trying to keep these right around an hour. Um, but I really appreciate you doing this, man. This is big for me because you guys, the early adopters are like the leaders in the space now, which is fucking sick to, you know, because we were some dudes, man. You know what I mean? For real. Like, 
and you know, yeah, y'all are the, y'all are the real leaders now, and I really appreciate y'all, man, because y'all put me in a spot where I can do what I'm doing right here. You know what I mean? That's love, bro. Now nah, it's great watching you do your thing, bro. I love watching people's journeys, um, you know, just unfold. I was talking to Rizzo. Actually, no, I sent a tweet to Rizzo earlier because he he put something out, and I was just like responding, like I love watching your journey, and it's it's just true. Like I, it's dope watching everybody evolve over the years, like. And the fact that you're bringing people on to talk about those experiences over the years, I think that's dope too. So yeah, yeah, man, keep at it, bro. I appreciate you, man. I really appreciate you. And like I said, if you don't know about Connie, go look it up because he literally did everything you ever heard of first. So (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we out here. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Look out for that uh, acing project because that sounds crazy. And I and like I said, I might even take that challenge too, you know what I mean? That's cool.